I just filed wrong notes. I had to rush back home to get the right ones. Amen. I couldn't come with the wrong notes. I've got to come with the right notes. Amen. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 25. John chapter 10, verse 25 to 27. Amen. Uh, God bless you, Brother Maloma and your wife. Good to see you. Amen. It reads in this manner I found Jesus answered to them, I told you, and he believed not, the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I may now agree that his sheep. Amen. Does he have the sheep this evening here? Amen. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening to come to this midweek service. And Lord, we know that as we come here, we are bound to hear your voice. And Lord, this evening, just take over my voice and let it be your voice to your people. And as you speak to them, speak to me as well. That everyone, when they live here, including the preacher himself, should have heard the way to dear God. I don't believe I should stand here and speak without hearing dear God. I'm in attendance as much as the church is in attendance, dear God. And Lord, if they have needs, may you grant their needs. If they are sick, may you heal them. Whatever is going on in their lives, may you be involved, dear God, as we commit to the reading of the way to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As you take your seats. Amen. Just a few minutes, I want to speak on the, the voice of God. Amen. The voice of God. That's what I want to speak about this evening. That's why Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. Amen. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Amen. And I was, I was looking at this issue of the voice and how it came about. There is a, a forum somewhere where somebody asked, asked a question to a group of scientists amen, about the voice. Uh, how many know that uh, they say light can travel for as long as there is nothing to absorb the light? Hallelujah. Life doesn't fade away. It can travel hundreds of millions of years without fading away. Amen. Now, somebody was asking a question along those lines and said, uh, I apologize if this is a naive question, but I never really learned about this. I am curious as to what happens to sound waves after they are used. For example, if I say something to you verbally, then a sound wave is transmitted and picked up by your ears. But what happens to the wave after that? Does it float away into space? And if sound waves are never destroyed, does this radically 
mean we can reproduce or attain all sound waves from the history of man, including every word ever spoken? That is the, this is the question that this person was asking is an unbeliever. Hallelujah. Just saying, because your voice is a sound wave, if you speak, if you speak the word, does it get to a point where it fades away? Is there a way that we can retrieve the voices from the past? Amen. That was the question. Are we together? Now, we'll answer that question because, you, you know, the beauty about this prophet that we have received, for every question there is an answer from the message. Hallelujah. We can get into the group of sentences and we can give, in, give them a spiritual answer that answers scientific questions. How many believe that? Amen. Now, I, I, I still want to dwell on this and, and it's very critical for you to know that. If you have spoken the words, do they disappear? Hallelujah. Do they fade away? I think you, are, you, are, you must be interested in the answer. Amen. And we'll get into that. Now, there is a company, I'm sorry to just to revolve around science a bit because Brother Brenham spoke in the message, Calm Down. He says, the scientific achievements parallel the achievements of the church. Hallelujah. Now, I'm still on this question, but let me move a little bit, move on, or go further. There is a, a man that they call the father of radio. His name was Marconi, and there is a, a global communications uh, company called Marconi Communications. I, I just want to give a background of this man so that you can understand when we get into what the prophet spoke about because the prophet has got answers to these questions. They say, Marconi observed and said, silence is imaginary because the world never stops making noise. Hallelujah. A sound is a disruption of the air and it doesn't so much die as it recedes until... It subsides beneath the level of the world's random noise and can no longer be recovered, like a face that is lost in a crowd. In past times, people sometimes thought that all sounds that ever existed were still present. Hallelujah. Marconi, who sent this radio message in 1902, believed that with a microphone that was sufficiently sensitive, he could hear Jesus delivering the sermon on the, uh, delivering the sermon on the mount. And in 1925, a writer for the Washington Post speculated that a radio was capable of broadcasting the voices from the past. A radio transmit vibrations, he wrote, and the voices of the past simply vibrate at a lower rate. You see, Marconi believed that sound waves never truly die. Sure, they grow fainter and fainter. That's why the moment after you hear a bell, for example, the sound disappears. But he believed the sound of that bell is still out there somewhere, 
but that it will always be out there simply evaporating too faintly for the human ear to pick up. And if a radio could be powerful enough to tune into distant places, why couldn't you create a radio that could also tune into distant times to pick up the faint traces of that bird? Marconi wanted to play back the past. Hallelujah. Check, check, I hope you are with me here. Somebody said, is it possible to pick up, if you spoke the word, does it disappear? Marconi comes, he's inspired, he had a firm belief, this is a scientist, he had a firm belief that if he could develop some instrument that it can be able, if, if it is sensitive enough, it can be able to pick up with the voice of Jesus, the literal voice of Jesus Christ again. Stay with me here. Uh, I, I know you're saying, what do we have to do with science? But let's move from the natural scientist and let us go to the spiritual scientist, which is William Brenham. And let's hear what William Brenham says. In the message, show us the Father, paragraph 157. And then he says, and then when Jesus Christ spoke this ways, they never die. Science claims in 20 years from now, they can pick up the literal voice. They will be able to pick up the literal voice of Jesus. It's still in the earth because it's, it's a sending post. You are the sending post. Then there has to be a receive, it is The voice is the sending post. There has to be a receiving post. And if you can be the rece- receiver, see, receiving post to receive the voice of God, then it's real to you. It will live just like it was then. Are we together? What is happening? It seems like the prophet and science agree on one thing, that the voice of Jesus Christ has not faded away. That voice is still somewhere in space. Are you here, church? So that means this, this Bible is not just a, a literature, but it's the voice of our master. And if you are sensitive enough, that voice it still can be heard upon the face of the earth. That means every word that Jesus ever uttered is still here with us. Hallelujah. I hope you are with me here. Stay with me for, for, for a while. And that is why, and I, I, I will come into what we mean. Uh, the prophet says here in this message, I hope I'm not running ahead of myself. He speaks in the message, the flashing red light of the sign of his coming, if I could paraphrase the quotation in paragraph 90. Brother Brenham visits a house, and when he visits that house, he sits in the house, and there is a play that comes on on television. And Brother Brenham looks at the the play that was playing out, and something tells him that the woman on television he must have seen her from somewhere. And as he's watching, later it, uh, the penny drops. He says, that is Marilyn Monroe. Hallelujah. And the prophet now says, but she's dead. Hallelujah. She's no longer upon the face of the earth. But her voice, her action, her life is captured on magnetic tape. Hallelujah. So you can disappear without disappearing. Yeah. Hallelujah. What it means, I'm trying to, 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 uh, to, to, 
to just to harness your spiritual senses, just to be careful that every weight that you have ever spoken, you will meet that weight at the day of judgment. I will repeat so that it can sink in. Every weight that you have ever spoken, you will meet that weight at the day of judgment. And if that is the case, if I were you, I will say, let the weights that will meet at the day of judgment, let it be about my Savior. Let it be, be about me testifying about my Savior. Because I know every action is going on God's magnetic tail. Are we together, folks? Hallelujah. So it, it, it tells you that as, as we are living here and as we are speaking here, there is another dimension that is capturing our weights. Hallelujah. And in that dimension, every weight that has ever been spoken has been captured in that dimension. And I want to say, if the voice of Jesus Christ is still upon the face of the earth, I believe the voice of Moses is still upon the face of the earth. I still believe the voice of Jacob is still upon the face of the earth. What makes you a believer now? What makes you a believer is that God has instilled something that Marconi as a scientist could not develop, but that sense within you is able to transcend beyond this physical dimension and be able to get in touch with the voice that spoke in the past, but bring it in the present tense. Am I speaking to believers this evening? I'm simply saying the, the voice of Jesus Christ to you. That's why if people can come and discredit the Bible and say, look, the Bible is a Jewish book. It does not, to you, it does not hold water. You know why it does not hold water? Because you are not relying on the written word. Yeah. Hallelujah. Something in you is able to go beyond the written word. Hallelujah. Something in you has got the ability to go into the past and listen to the voice of God in current time. Hallelujah. No wonder when Paul picked it up, he says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forevermore. What does it mean? The same voice that spoke yesterday, that same voice is still speaking today. And if we remain here, it will speak even tomorrow. That's why we can say Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. Are you, are you here with me, folks? Amen. Now, but that voice of God that is upon the face of the earth. Brother Brenham has taught us many a times that as we are sitting here, there's pictures of people that are going through the room. Hallelujah. But it says for us to pick up the, the pictures, we've got to have an instrument that can be able to access the fourth dimension and bring those pictures in a physical realm until you see what is happening. But, but the picture is there. You don't see it. But you need a certain instrument that can be able to venture into an invisible dimension and bring things that are not visible into the visible realm. Are we together, folks? These things are taking place in a scientific realm, but I'm saying this morning, this evening, you and I have got the ability, we've got a super sense. Hallelujah. We've got a super sense that can transcend beyond the physical obstacles and get into the supernatural dimension, and you can be sitting here and see things that people have got no idea what you are looking at. And do I have witnesses here? 
Hallelujah. You can sit here and experience something that a person next, sitting next to you have got no idea. Because you can be in this dimension, but one has got the ability to go into another dimension. We are a dual being. Hallelujah. That's why the prophets say, eh, 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 when I'm here, I'm able to get into people's lives and travel 40 years back. Hallelujah. And when he's on the podium, he's able to see their life in another dimension. What, 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 what was God saying? In one, in, in one quotation, the prophet simply, as they were singing, I think it was a testimony of a brother. In the middle of the service, Brother Brenham says to the church, uh, keep quiet, just hold on. Have you heard them singing on the other side? Hallelujah. So, Brother Brenham could be here, but not be here. But he was simply showing you that you as well could be here without being here. And that's what makes you a believer because why? The duality that we are speaking about, we are simply saying there is a part that the devil can touch, but there is another part that the devil can never touch. Are you here, church? There is a part that is troubled by the world, but there is a part that is not troubled by the world. Hallelujah. And, and I'm saying as a believer, begin to be able to contextualize your problem. Some problems are bigger as long as you remain in a realm where they dominate. Hallelujah. And if a problem is bigger within that realm, I'm simply saying to you, switch to another realm. Stay with me here. A man that is dying, that is dying, is on his deathbed. The doctors have tried all that they could do. And they say to this man, he's going. If you tell that man, Man, your boss is unhappy about you. Would you think that problem will have an effect on this man? It's immaterial. Because he, he is getting into another dimension that is higher than this dimension and a boss in that realm is irrelevant. And, I, and I, I'm simply saying this evening, you can be able to do that without dying. I'm giving an example through death, but you can be sitting right where you are sitting. And the devil is flooding your mind with all sorts of problems. But, but in your heart you say, oh devil, I, I understand that is a problem, that is a problem, that is a problem. But where I'm sitting, there is me that is bigger than this problem. There is me that is not affected by this problem. I'm a dual being, and and as the devil wants you to think like a human being, now you think like a supernatural being. A supernatural being can never be affected by natural beings, by natural factors. Are you here with me? Amen. The prophet says in the message, the flashing red light of the sign of his coming, speaks about Marilyn Monroe and says, well, I did. Who was playing in it? It was Marilyn Monroe. There she was. After being dead a year or more, there she was all sexy dressed. There was her voice upon still playing and will be. Can I tell you, Marilyn Monroe, if you were to get into her archives, 
She was the most admired woman in terms of beauty in the 20 in the 20th century. But the Marilyn Monroe, wherever she is, she doesn't have any interest in her archives. Michael Jackson has got no interest in her archives, in his archives. Because the more God can allow him or her to go into the archives, the more condemnation that individual will feel. But I want to tell you something, folks. You may be coming on a Wednesday meeting and it may look immaterial, but it is going into God's archives. And at the day of judgment, I would rather be seen here than anywhere else. And I'm building an archive, hallelujah, that can serve as a mitigating factor where God can say, here is a man. In that dark age, he stood for the word of God. Hallelujah. I'm saying as you wake up in the morning and go to work, least you forget that something is going into the archives. And one day, the, the records from the archives will be retrieved. Brother Brenham says she was all sexy. There was her voice upon still playing for years and years upon that magnetic tape. If that magnetic tape holds her action, what if she could look from where she is tonight? Brother Brenham says, I trust she's saved. But I don't know. That's up to go. But if she could look back, she cannot deny that. She cannot deny that it is her. Now, now, you understand why at the day of judgment, the Bible says, even the sinners will say, God has judged righteously. It's because it's not God that is going to say, you have done one, two, three. Actually, everything about your life will be fleshed before you. And while I'm at it, when you die, seven minutes after you are dead, the science has confirmed that brain activity is sustained seven minutes after the departure of the, of the date. Hallelujah. And those that have had a near-death experience, they say, as soon as you are involved today, it seems like your entire life is fleshed before you. And I say, God, when that time comes, when my life is fleshed before me, let me see myself standing for the message of the hour. Let me see standing with the saints. Let me see myself believing the word of God. Folks, one day we're going to depart from here. It's a reality, but I say to the David, while God's magnetic tape is running, I will make sure that I put every deed on that magnetic tape. Hallelujah. And it says, how much more has God got every move, every action upon his great supreme tape that will be? We cannot get out of it. It's right there. He says, remember, if there was a microphone sitting right here, as it is here, where this is, and I was broadcasting now to the world, the people around the world would hear my voice before it got across this pulpit to you because it goes into another dimension. You know, that voice never dies. It will never die. And let me tell you something, folks. You can observe that as you come, we are recording all the messages. Why are we recording messages? We are not recording messages because we want to show that we are technologically inclined. We are not, we are not creating websites just to, to show our technological flair. We are putting out it out there as a record. That one day when we are gone, 
Those voices will keep running and say, those people were in your community. And they preach this word of God. That's why we are not preaching just so that people can repent. If they don't repent, we are preaching for a record. That God in that generation had somebody that rebuked his sin. Even though you refused to repent. But this voice, this evening, will meet you at the day of judgment. And maybe I need to put myself as a preacher as well. This voice will meet me at the day of judgment. And if I say something contrary to what I believe and how I live, I will meet that at the day of judgment. We had much better be genuine. We had much better be sincere about what we are doing, folks. Amen. Brother Brenham says, you know, the voice never dies. It will never die. When Cain killed Abel, he thought he had finished with him. He thought it's a deed that he had committed alone and nobody had seen what was happening. But God comes to Cain and says, Cain, where is thy brother Abel? What made God to question? He says, the voice from the blood of your brother spoke to me. Hallelujah. And Paul comes and says, the voice of the blood of Jesus Christ speaks much greater things. Hallelujah. It's good to be a Christian. Muhammad died. But the blood of Muhammad is not speaking for his followers. Buddha came and died. But his blood is not speaking for his followers. But there was a man from Galilee. Hallelujah. Have somebody met him? There is a man from Galilee. That man, he died and rose again. And this evening, his blood speaks much greater things than the blood of Abel. The blood, the voice from the blood of Abel was a voice of accusation. But the voice from the blood of Jesus Christ is a voice of redemption. Father, I have redeemed them. Hallelujah. And if you can be still enough. How many still believe God speaks? As I was preparing this message, I have picked up. There's two groups of believers. There are believers that come to church. They, they love the deco. The, the, the deco. They love to sit down with a beautiful aircon, the nice ambience, nice music, the technological setup. They are fine. But that's as far as they can go. But there are those that come and say the setup is right. But I'm not here for a setup. I want God to speak from the setup. Are you here, church? How do I know that? Today, if you can come, if I can come, even message believers and I say, you know, God spoke to me yesterday. Their, their eyes come out and pop out and say, did God speak to you? Let me tell you something. God is in the business of speaking. He is speaking, speaking from Genesis. He's still speaking in 2016. And those that are dedicated, they still hear his voice. I'm not talking about where he spoke to Brother Brendan. No. That's a secondary experience. The devil can hijack that. Yes, it's fine. We can refer. The prophet said, the prophet said. But at some point in time, you've got to have the reality 
of the voice that spoke the message. And once you are exposed to the reality that spoke the message, no one shall ever move you from that reality. Are you here, folks? We live in a world where there are many voices, but there is one voice that God sent in this generation, and we are all running around that voice, is the voice of Malachi 4. That was the voice of God in the end time. Let me be with you here. You know, the Bible, I like how the Bible opens. I was going through Bible chapters. How, how a book was introduced. And in Genesis, Moses says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Isn't it beautiful? That's how Moses opened the Bible. Hallelujah. And Joshua chapter 1 comes, he says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, that was the voice speaking to Joshua. That's how the book of Joshua opens. John comes, John chapter 1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. That's how that chapter opens. And John, the revelator, comes, he says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants the things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant Job, John, who bare record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. That's how revelation opens. But in the end time, in the end time, the very first message that Brother Brennan preached, which was faith is the substance, he says we are getting some new gadgets for recording. You know why? These meetings, he was simply saying, is going to go on record. Of all the prophets that have been around throughout the ages, no one has ever said we are getting new recording gadgets. I can read about the voice or about Moses but I don't know how his voice sounds. I can read about Joshua. I don't know how his voice sounds. But you are a group of people in the end time. The only group of people that have ever existed that can say we had a prophet and we have had his voice captured on magnetic tape and we're able to play his tape. Are you here, folks? So... There is a greater responsibility upon you than only other believers. Because when Moses spoke the Ten Commandments, I can read, but I don't know the tone that he used. But, I, but when Brother Branham spoke, I can tell you the demeanor. I can tell you the tone because it went on record. Are we together? That means God in this generation, he left nothing to chance. He wanted to make sure that everything goes on record. That's why people like Marconi, they wanted to have an instrument that can capture a voice. The reason I'm telling, uh, as Brother Ed Biscal would normally say, the reason the tape recorder was designed at the end time, it was simply so that this message can come on record. And I'm saying, folks, you've got no excuse. I will repeat that. If you hear the message and you are not able to live a godly life, you've got no excuse. Hallelujah. It started with magnetic tape where it was a big rim that was running and God realized they are too big. 
He moved it on a tail. He realized that they were, they were quickly being damaged. He moved from a tail. He moved it to a DVD. He realized the DVD gets stretched. He moved from a DVD. He came on a memory stick. You've got no excuse. Today you can have the entire message in your pocket. If you don't listen to the voice of God, it's not out of God's blame, but it is because you are an irresponsible man. You are an irresponsible woman because in the end time, God's voice is within reach. Are you here? Let me tell you something. If you can live from Sunday to Sunday without listening to the voice of Brother Brother, I can put it on record to your backslidden. There won't be an amen I'll repeat because I know it hits where it hurts most. If you can move from Sunday to the next Sunday without listening to the voice of the prophet, you have backslidden. I don't care how many times you come to church. I don't care how many times you sing. Quite frankly, I don't care how many times you preach. You have backslidden. Because that voice, the reason God put it on record is because he saw that it is still necessary. Are you here, folks? Yes, I know message believers no longer listen to the prophet. You listen to that pastor is fighting with that pastor. There's a lot of bunch of pastors fighting in your head. And you wonder why you are living a confused life. Because one pastor says right, another one says left. Are you here? It's not wrong to listen to pastors, but check if what they preach is in line with the messenger of the hour. Hallelujah. I could have listened to Polycap. He was not a messenger. I could have listened to Polycap preaching. Because I knew what Polycap preached. It was exactly what Irene has preached. Are you here, folks? Are you still here? How many still listen to the prophet? How many still believe he's relevant? Play that tape in your house. The atmosphere will change. Hallelujah. Brother Branham says in this message, he says, in the message, come, follow me. Whenever there is a voice, there is a transmitter of the voice, and there is a pick-upper of the voice. Brother Brenham in the end time was a transmitter, and you and I picked up the voice of God from the transmitter. He says in the message, come and follow me, paragraph triple one, and always remember, Accept that voice that said, follow me. How many have heard that voice say, follow me? I gave an analogy the other time and I said, when you get into the car and your car has got a navigator and that woman speaks and says, get onto the N12. Maybe you're on your way to Johannesburg. As soon as you get into the car, the voice speaks and as soon as you get onto the N4, for all the way until you get where you're going, the voice is silent. But the same voice that got you onto the end 12, when you come to the end, is the same voice that will say, 
you have reached your destination. What I'm simply saying is that the same voice that you have heard when you came into the message is the same voice the one day that will say, you have arrived. And don't worry about the silence in between. Hallelujah. If that voice on the navigator will never warn you about a pothole. Hallelujah. You'll hit a pothole, but it's not on the navigator. But, but, but you're not worried about the, the pothole. You're worried about, am I still have the ability to listen to the voice? Hallelujah. I'm simply saying, the voice that called you into the message, that voice is still audible. Some of you, you have drifted far apart because there were so many voices. But this evening I said there is an opportunity for you to renew your call and hear that voice once again. And it says, and always remember and accept that voice that said, follow me. You'll always come out right. I believe you will. I've got confidence in you. The prophet says he's got confidence in you. But just always remember that Jesus and folks, something slips in. The more the rapture delays, some will get weary. It's not because the message is losing effect. It's because people are getting away from the message in their daily routines. But just always remember that Jesus, that voice, is alive on the earth tonight. Just the same as every voice and every word we spoke is still alive. When that voice goes out on that ether wave of the air, you got a transmitter here that sends it out. You are a transmitter that sends it out. Now it takes the station to pick it up. Jesus was the transmitter of God's word. Hallelujah. He was a complete God and complete man. He was the transmitter that he said, He that believeth my ways and believeth on him that sent me has eternal life. And said, Verily I say unto you, He that heareth my ways and believeth on him that sent me hath eternal life. Now that word has gone out from a transmitter. Hallelujah. And he said one day, Verily I say unto you, If you say to this mountain, Be moved and don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you have said will come to pass. You can have what you said. Now, if you can just be the station to pick that up by some control inside of you by faith, it will move you right into the cycle of God to the new birth and be born again. Then you will always be in contact to hear that voice that will always warn you when danger is coming. When things are going wrong, it will always be a warning to you. Hallelujah. While I'm here, let me slip this one in. There are people that are monologue believers. When I say monologue, all they know is to come to God. Father, this is what we need you to do for us. They pray and tell God all sorts of things. That is not worship. Worship is a dialogue. You commune with the Father. You say something to him, he says something back to you. 
Worship is when you are able to recognize the voice of your creator. But denominationalism is monarch. We speak about him, but he never speaks to us. We pray unto him, but he never responds. But I'm saying if you're a monologue believer, be a dialogue believer. Speak to God and expect him to respond because when the deep call it, there must be a deep to respond to that call. And God is not deaf. He hears us. But there is a way. There's something that makes him move and speak to you. What attracts God is a consecrated life. Folks, I'd much better say this. An unconfessed sin repels the presence of God. You can come into the theoretics of worship, but unless you made it right, it's just a formality. Because the devil always points at it to demotivate you and to demoralize you. But if you can realize that the matter of sin has dulled the voice of God in your life, you can be able to say, God, I need you. And when you say that, that voice will return again. And when that voice has returned, it will warn you when danger comes. It will guide you. It will comfort you. And it will encourage you. Are we together? Before I close, Brother Branham says here, he says in the message, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's in a discernment. Paragraph 60, he says, here sometime, he speaks to a young woman who had dislocated her spinal disc and Brother Branham narrates her experience and what is happening with her. In paragraph 67, 61, it says, Now I want to ask you something. You heard that voice speaking. That was not me. I was just looking here before you and saw a vision, but he is the one that spoke. And I'm saying that voice when you are sensitive enough, you will hear that voice. Are we together? Now, Brother Branham says in the message conferences, paragraph 218, but remember, this message will judge you. But I say, before it judges you, it saves you. And only when you reject it, then it judges you. The voice of God becomes grace when it is accepted, but when it is rejected, it becomes judgment. It's on, it's on magnetic tape in heaven. It will be played over again at the day of judgment. Every sermon that he preached will be replaced at the day of judgment. And if you are in line with those sermons, you'll be praising God. Maybe the brothers will just play me a clip. I always say sometimes we've got to restore the voice of the messenger back into the message churches. For some reason, the devil has allowed that voice to fade away. But there is a desire and a need that that voice must be restored in our houses. It must be restored in our churches. Because from that voice, there is a rapturing material. You have not been 
it's me, follow along. Let's sing along as they fade away the tape. Sing with us that song. Where he leads me. I hope, I hope you've heard him. He said, my voice is going on God's magnetic tape. And at the day of judgment, God will replay my voice. He knew that he was God's prophet. Amen. And folks, let me tell you something. If you don't listen to that voice, the same voice that I played here, it doesn't play at least once or three times a week in your life. You're going to get colder and gradually you're going to be isolated and not long you are no longer going to be a worshiper. But if you listen to that voice, I don't say listen to my neighbor. That is the voice of God. You have got an option whether you listen to me or not, but that one is mandatory. If you don't listen to that one, you'll miss the rapture. Come with it. You've got to hear his voice in order for you to follow him. How many have that desire this evening?
other churches, just come and wrap up in prayer for us. Thank you. 